Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we have a commissioned episode from Morgan Floyd talking about our top five favorite heroes. All that and more over the set, we have no control over. We have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third show today, we have Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I'm ecstatic about this topic. It's a fun one. And, and Jeff Jeff said favorite heroes. I would push back in the intro with Ooh. this most most heroic is what we discussed, right? Well, okay. The, the, the write-in from Morgan was, I loved your top five villains episode and would love to hear you three talk about your five favorite heroes and why. I love y'all and thank y'all for making my work day 3,000 times better. Cheers. Okay. See. So okay. I I went. I based it off that. I went with favorite. Okay. With a little bit of probably also heroic. See, I did not because I don't read well. But I did ask you guys: Are we? <laughs> are we mean? Do we mean most heroic? And you guys agreed. <laughs> yeah, heroic. Like uh, for me. <laughs> I. <laughs> you may not have agreed, Jeff. But you actually, didn't no, nobody, nobody agreed with you at all. Somebody, somebody at least uh, did a like or something. Because I remember nope. waiting That's on the me, answer. Just to acknowledge, I see that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's what I agreed. Okay, so we've apparently done it again, where yeah. we like it's came okay. in with totally different uh, plans here. Well, mine, I was going for most heroic. I'm with. I feel like mine still fit that category. Yes, yeah. and I'll make a case for it. Yeah, we'll make yeah. we'll make cases. I, we can argue anything into the ground that we can. That we can. So, <laughs> but these are not necessarily my top favorites because I have other favorites. But these are oh my my, <laughs> my top uh, most heroic. And I had a whole rubric so, set up. I was doing a whole thing. Yeah, I mean that the 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 question is begged by the content. What defines? A hero, like what defines somebody being heroic? Would you would you like my rubric for it? Well, I want, I'm going to give it to you. Sure, <laughs> you're going to you're going to throw it out there anyway. You might as well just go ahead and lay it out up front. So I ranked my. We always do this. We always do whatever whatever you guys want to do to answer the question. And mine are always these complex rubrics. Not complex. This isn't complex. But uh, I I. I Base mine, my heroic elements are sacrificial, uh, mm-hmm. how big of an impact they had for good, uh, the biggest obstacles, or like how big their obstacles to reach their goal of her- her- heroism, and uh, their intentions, which it was a little squirrely, but I, I felt like it was important. Because <laughs> some people do a big good thing. But they're selfish. One of mine is not great, but the rest of them are perfect. <laughs> it's going to get sloppy. I like it. Uh, le- but, you know, that's what we've always said. What about what about you, Jeff? How did you think about yours? Well, I mean, I started with favorite. Um, yeah. I was like, I like these ones because yay. And like, you know, just throw the toys together. Um, and then I, I started thinking about like, mm, you know, a hero... A hero sacrifices for those that they want to protect. A hero wants to protect more than anything. And, you know, I also kind of went with, uh, like, who has had, like, the least, I guess, like, the least vis- villainous backstory, almost? Or, like, the, the oh. least bad backstory? Interesting. Like, 
I, I wanted to pick Wanda Max Wanda Maximov for my number five, just mostly because you know she's really hot. But uh, <laughs> and it was like Fair. favorites, right? Favorites, and then it was like no, she had the whole like bad arc in. Right. Age of Ultron. She did that thing where she enslaved a town. She <laughs> choked everybody. Like, that's not good. Yeah, it's not by, good PR. By my rubric that I was doing, I definitely had to like dock her some points for biggest impact for good. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's real strong, but she has not had a good impact on the world thus far. <laughs> yeah, she's had some impacts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big impact. I don't judge her for anything she did, but she's not on my top five, but I don't judge her for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at this point, I'm not even sure that we know she's a hero based on, like, I love her so much. That's what I like about her, and that's why I didn't pick her. I get it. I get it. But at the end there, she's not looking like a hero. Last time we Ashley, last time we saw her. Ashley's list is like, who do I hate the most? <laughs> Mine are like who are the most heroy. Yeah. Okay. Who I are like the it. people I identify with the least? <laughs> <laughs> what was your methodology, Ashley? Well, going by heroes, and uh, that's why I texted you and I was like Loki question mark. Like it was very difficult for me to think of characters I personally don't resonate the most with. Right, right. So I had to think of, like, who would be on that most, like, who was the most uplifting, who was the most helpful for other characters, who was the most positive throughout the entire saga. And I feel like my my little grouping is pretty strong. Okay, well, see, it sounds like you guys did a very similar uh, idea that I did. So, like, I like it. I like it that it nope, sounds like we're it's vastly different. It's going to be pretty close because <laughs> even though you said favorites, it sounds like you did. Yeah, you wrote me that thing about Loki, and I was like, all right, based on my rubric, in game Loki is a ten of twenty, <laughs> series Loki is an eleven of twenty, and Sylvie is a seventeen of twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I know, but I like it. I like having rubrics. <laughs> You're forcing a lot of a lot of math and order into things that need to be chaos. Listen, when I was see, I was trying to think of the best, most heroic, and I wanted to take my own feelings about just how much I enjoy watching them out of it. So I tried to think of like. That, that was my thinking, but I, obviously I was very wrong. I, Morgan actually specifically said favorite and I fucked up. So sorry, Morgan, <laughs> but this is most heroic for me. I catered mine towards what you said. So sorry, Morgan, cool. as well. <laughs> I got you, Morgan. Jeff did somewhat, somewhat too. So let's, uh, let's Do not, it. not toward what I said, but most heroic. I'm at ready. Least. All right. My number five is Gamora. Okay. Ooh. That doesn't fit my criteria, but okay. (laughs) I feel like Gamora had such a personal part in all of these movies, like her love for her sister, her love for Quill, even her love for her father and Thanos. Like she always was trying to do the best thing that her, like that she could do at that moment for the goal she was trying to accomplish. And I feel like without Gamora, we would have a lot of terrible situations. (laughs) Because Gamora, mm. she's so powerful and she's such like a feminine icon. And like Gamora is just, you know, I don't know everything that I like. She is the funny. She she did it all for me. She checked all my boxes. 
I dig it. I dig it. I, she was not far off in points for me from being on my list. Like she was, she was up there. I, I, where she lost me was that like the impact for good. I was just thinking about like her whole goal is to stop Thanos. Like really like the reason she leaves is because she's Thanos is after this thing and she does not accomplish that goal. You know, um, she does do some good things in her uh, career as a hero. She dies trying to stop him. She had a bit of an impact there. See, yeah, she got five for sacrificial for me because she's literally begging to be sacrificed at one point. She's like, please sacrifice she me. Told like Quill, like you have to do this thing. Like, mm-hmm. and she, even like with super heroic. Up, I agree. Yes. And with her sister and there's just so many little things in there. She's just like everything that checks the boxes of what a hero- heroic character for me right. would be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and we'll talk about it later on my list, but because I have other characters that were bad that turned to good. But with her, for me, it was like the impact was like she did a lot of bad working for Thanos and then kind of turned around to do good at the end and then Mm -hmm. didn't accomplish those goals. Although she did do big things like saving Xandar, for instance. For a minute. Ugh. Yeah, for, well, see, that's even a, that's another great point. It wasn't lasting. She did help save the uh, universe from ego, so there's that. All the guardians get that on their resume. It's unfortunate that like she sacrificed everybody for saving her sister, but just the yeah. little things about Gamora. I just she's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Oh, for sure, she's definitely there's a favorite. So many things that wouldn't happen if she wouldn't have been there. Yeah, like the decimation of Xandar. That was going to happen. The only reason Xandar got decimated is because the Power Stone was there. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Dang. But they stopped it from being decimated two months earlier. <laughs> but if Quill had never stolen the stone, Thanos would have just few. gotten it, right? Yeah, Thanos would have just gotten it. And they would so have never faster. had to destroy Xandar. Because it would have still been on Morag. <laughs> I mean, people, you could also put her in that category to blame for what happened with Thanos, because if she just didn't say where the Soul Stone was sure. and just sacrificed uh, Nebula, that would have been a whole thing. But part of that choice, like, I think that's what makes her a hero to me. <laughs> I'm selfish, too. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought about it, but that's that scene is another example of the we don't trade lives ethos that go- runs through all those movies. Yeah, Gamora could have stopped it right there, but she told Thanos where the stone was and saved Nebula. Yeah, which agreed, like, that makes her compassionate, it makes her loving, but sometimes the heroes have to do those really hard things, and, like, that was not the right decision for the universe. Sometimes you have to make that utilitarian decision. Um, It's just mm. such a shame it came right on the cusp of her, like, changing who she was. Right. Trying not to torture her sister. Yeah. And to save her from that. It just like, it's when the cards line up. It's, it's like one of those impossible questions. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about the MCU. They just like put these things in front of us that are heart wrenching. A hundred percent. What would yeah. you do? You know, your sister or everyone in the universe who you don't know. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's so freaking hard. Like, that is just incredibly hard. And I've never really thought about it that way, but this huge question that they're asking us, this, like, doing good for the single person versus doing the good thing for everyone, trading lives, as it were, like, the utilitarian argument versus the, like, in-your-face empathy argument. Like, that is such a heady thing to think about 
And for this big tentpole movie to really dig down on that question and not just ask it once. It's not like they just like breeze by that question, but that movie is built around the idea Two two full length, three hour movies built around the idea that here's what happens when you don't think about the bigger context. And here's what happens when you do. Um, yeah, here's what happens when you're willing to do whatever it takes. And here's what happens when you won't compromise your values. But then that's, that's even such a, like, even saying compromise your values. I feel that's like it's cap. wrong too. Like caps, like I won't compromise my values. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're wrong. Oh, so good. I know. So freaking good. <laughs> uh, I'm team cap, by the way, in case anybody was <laughs> Tony was wrong. <laughs> my number five is Hawkeye. Okay. That uh, makes sense. For most heroic. <laughs> and again, I ran it through my rubric. And what's funny is he's the only person I gave half points to. Uh, he got a 17 on my 20 point scale or 17.5. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of 17s and I was glad I gave him a 0.5 because I, I had a rule when I was going down my rubric. If they didn't actually die, they can't get a five for sacrificial. <laughs> And that was like, my, so four gets him a whatever. And so like, I got to Hawkeye and I was like, buddy tried to die so hard. Point five. Yeah. So hard. Tried to steal her moment and she did not let it happen. <laughs> you got to give points to Hawkeye for going up against the crazy shit that they go up against mm-hmm. while being just a dude with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. That was his choice. That's a, <laughs> that's his choice. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, that could have been a gnat. And you chose that, to be a Legolas. I'm just saying, that amount of heroism... It's cool. Yeah. Those are cool. He's a regular-ass person, yeah. and he has gone up against freaking Ultron in right. a flying city. Well, that, like, Yeah, when I said obstacles, I included just being a regular human as an obstacle when I was like thinking about like <laughs> what obstacles they have to face. Yeah, Nat didn't have a bow and arrow. She just had her palms and fists. She had her widow's bite. She had guns. She had she electrified he chose, sticks. He had blow up arrows. Yes. Yeah. He's got all kinds of trick arrows. Yeah. <laughs> they both have technological tricks, but they're still both so regular impressed. ass people. I'm so impressed. You're right. Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Just you wait. Oh, weeks. I know. I'm actually so excited for a Christmas themed Marvel show. Like, I can't wait. And I can't wait for the Guardians Christmas thing next year. Is that next year? That's next, That's year. next year. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jeff, what's your number five? I'm, I'm number no, five. no crossovers yet, by the way. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, we, we haven't good. even gotten through the uh, whole yeah. set yet. <laughs> um, my number five is because of his. Uh, his innocence and his having all of the data available mm. to him and still choosing to be a hero vision mm. because he's got all of the data about how shitty humanity is. He's calculated all of it, mm-hmm. but then he still chooses to save people and be a hero. We well, he chooses hope. Like you've got Ultron yeah. and Vision are these two opposite sides Ultron of that coin. Ultron looked at the internet for two minutes and was like, "Society needs to be destroyed." That's and right. like, I don't disagree with him. Right? Like I saw 4chan once too. <laughs> <laughs> and that really is the difference between sometimes what makes a villain and a hero is the villain being that like completely, you know, 
well, <laughs> nihilistic version of like hopelessness and then vision having that hope, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then like again, it, it kind of presses against the idea of utilitarianism though, that we're talking about from, uh, cause the Ultron idea is basically like, this is going to cause a lot of pain to a lot of people, but it's better. It's better. You know what I mean? But vision is like, no, I see. I think it's about he sees the value in people versus yeah, Ultron does not. it's like that not. speech he gave to the last Ultron at the end of mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Like, I agree. I like that choice. Yeah, that's, Thank good. You. that's a good one. Really good I one. I do too. <laughs> what you got, Ash? What's your number four? Okay, my number four is... Rocket. Ooh. Interesting choice. Throw, throw us so out some it was justifications. Also like based a little bit more on my thinking that this was about my favorite heroes, mm-hmm. but it also can kind of like Rocket has the ability to like rabble rouse. You know, like he can be a cheerleader and get people into the mood. Like he's a he like he said like Captain America's good at speeches, but he's also good at like, okay, I gotta be the captain now, going in and doing the things that need to be done and saying the things that need to be said to the heroes to help move like the their course along. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost like the bard of the group in a way, is what you're getting yes. at. Yes. Oh yeah. like the most angry bard that you could <laughs> ever imagine. <laughs> like so angry. I you know, like thinking back on it, I, I do really love that part in Infinity War where Rocket's just like, Say you get this hammer, then what? It's like I'm gonna defeat Thanos, it's like, but you already failed. It's like he's never fought me. It's like he has. <laughs> He's never fought me twice. Mm. Well, but when they're on uh, Asgard, and he was like, "Hey, man, I lost a lot of people too. You did. We all lost stuff. I'm trying to get my family back as well as you. So, can you pull it together? Like, I feel like oh, yeah. of all the Marvel characters in the entire MCU, I would be a Rocket. Like, I resonate mm. with Rocket. We sound exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> all right, can yep. never unhear. Can never unhear. Yes. It's Bradley Cooper, and he's from my area. So if you just listen to it, me and Rocket, we talk exactly the same. We have the same that's thought amazing. process. That's amazing. Like he's that's maybe he's a hometown hero. <laughs> <laughs> he's your favorite hometown hero. I just like I really everything like besides when he has that freak out at the prison. It almost kills everybody. Uh, I, oh, yeah. But that's something I would do too. I can't even say that's not something I resonate with. Like, <laughs> like I see red. It's like Kill Bill. It's like and I want to kill you. You know, it's interesting you talk about him as his speeches and how he's the inspiration. Uh, and I think of him less as inspiration and it's more as like the voice of very practical reason. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Yandu in Guardians 2. And they are those that are very willing to, like, give up on a principle in the moment because they don't see the, the like, value in what they're talking about doing. Like, they will decide not to take on a mission if it's too dangerous or, like, and they're both that way. That Yeah, yeah I love the connection between Yandu and Rocket in Guardians 2 is just the best. Like, yeah. oh, so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Up next for me, my number four is Groot. 
Okay. Groot. Anybody okay. got a Groot? So no? we're going through. We're going through all of the. Uh, all the, the Guardians. Guardians. That's why I picked them for all my fantasy stuff because Guardians are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. Guardians are. Uh, every one of them has a huge flaw. I feel like when I was going down, like making my little thing, but except That's for why Groot, I resonate with them. Right, right, right. Except Groot, the first Groot. <laughs> I feel like the new Groot was still the the tree's still out, but like the first Groot. I mean, like sacrificial, absolutely a uh, huge impact. He does save Xandar, although but he would also kill people without thinking twice, which I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> like if you got in his way or rocket was like, kill that guy, he would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heart, heart adult Groot. He's my favorite Groot. Oh, me too. I think that probably docks a few points from the hero scale. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> no, he's like, a hero. We've yeah. only seen him kill like bad guys, bad guys. They're all very bad people. <laughs> Sorry, quote from the big hit. Uh, when his oh, girlfriend wow. finds out he's a hitman, Mark Wahlberg says, Mark Wahlberg, they were all very like, bad people. They're all very bad people, Jerry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think Roots, I mean, his, his sacrifice, he's seems very, <laughs> no pun intended, but he seems very sage. Uh, <laughs> when he's I don't like, have time for this. <laughs> I like it. Uh, like, it just seems like a wise old tree. You know what I mean? And, like, we don't realize how wise until he says we are Groot at the end. It's just really a beautiful moment. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. And he's the one that convinces Rocket to go and save everybody. Like, oh, yeah. You know, he tells him, I am Groot. And he's like, God, just you're making me kick or was it beat up grass? <laughs> so good. Yep. He's always been like Rockets. It's really an interesting di- dynamic because he's always been Rockets. Um, conscience. Conscience. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. He's the uh, Jiminy Cricket on, uh, <laughs> except. He's, what do you wish upon a group? Jiminy Cricket, but Rocket's on his shoulder, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of funny. A little role reversal. A little like reversal. Uh, but <laughs> with, with, with all that being said, like, now we're going to see what a Groot raised by Rocket is like, which is just going to be a very different Groot. But like Rocket, Quill, and kind of Thor. Right. It's going to be weird. This is my friend tree. It's going to be great. It's going to be really good. My my number four is... I, I forgot I forgot to include that um, part of being a hero is taking in the argument from the other side and, mm. um, and you know, using that to uh, color your own beliefs or inform your own beliefs and maybe perhaps change your mind. People often forget the part of the sentence that says... Compromise where you can, but when you can't, stand like a tree. You know what I mean? Like yep. that whole thing. Plant yourself. Yeah, plant yourself. Compromise where you can. And yeah, I yep. just agree with you. So my number four is Black Panther. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. T'challa. I like it. I like it a lot. Because he lost, like, he lost the moral argument mm-hmm. against Killmonger. And he was able to to be the bigger person and tell all of those past kings, you are all of you wrong. That's mm-hmm. actually pretty solid. Like he was able to tell them all that they were wrong and say like, 
you know, this way that we have been in Wakanda is not the best way. This is not the way that we should be. We need to open ourselves to the world and help everybody that we can. Yeah. And like, it was such a powerful moment. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like that one. I like him a lot. He he was up near the top of my list. And like, if it were favorites, he probably would have been pushed in there for me. And apparently it should have been favorites. Sorry about that, Morgan. Um, (laughs) But, but I, but I, yeah, for me, it, it basically ended up like when I was looking at the, his effect on the universe or whatever. I just hate, he hasn't had as much time in it. I mean, we've had one movie. Um, and like, and it's so sad that we won't get more because he, I, I'd love to see the impacts that the Wakandan, uh, outreach is going to have on the rest of the world. I feel like we might still see. Oh yeah. Kinda- oh, for sure. For sure. I just, we haven't yet. So that's why he didn't make my list, but it's a great one. I like to think so too. <laughs> I'm like mad that I didn't think of that one. <laughs> well, we've been doing really well with not picking all the same. This is super fun. Matt picked his first of the Guardians, and it kind of made me wonder, like, okay, well, you've got four Guardians and somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, Groot's on there. I have no more Guardians, because every one of the Guardians, as I was putting them through my rubric, was like, had huge, like, oh, well, they get a zero for that. Rocket's not sacrificial <laughs> at all. Hey. And Quill has had, like, no... uh Sorry, sorry, Rocket. Sorry, uh, Quill has had no uh, has had a horrible impact on the universe. Um, <laughs> yep, uh, not positive at all. Real, I mean, saved him from ego, but it's yet to be seen. Like that that Thanos punch. I am actually shocked that they let Quill do that because Quill was such a beloved character. That's such like. So, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I have no, it's hard, like, not to get personal, but it's, like, I have no family, and, like, my husband is, like, everything to me. And if Mm. somebody took that from me, the rage that I would feel being in front of them with them incapacitated would be overwhelming. It would be, like, uncontrollable. Like, the, the red you see in that moment is very real and very human, and I feel like that's what they were trying to show with Quill. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad choice. I'm more like from a from a Disney perspective. I'm talking about like from like a business perspective. <laughs> Quill is such a beloved character, and everyone is mad at him. Like across the entire <laughs> it fandom, made him real. It totally did. And like, I'm wondering how they will address it going forward. Like how that will weigh. Will it weigh on him? Will it? Yeah, you know, uh, will it even be brought up again? Because he's also the kind of character that's sort of like the past is the past. Moving forward, listening to my songs, do to do. I think you're right though, because there's still Gamora, the Gamora who doesn't know everything that they had like together. And yeah, that is, he's not going to be able to give that up easily. No, no. Yeah, no. but think if they get to her and you know they have a conversation like that. We had Thanos incapacitated, and for you. Peter punched him in the face a few times and kind of mm-hmm. broke that incapacitation. <laughs> but it's like, then you got to think of the Dr. Strange thing. And if that was not the way it was supposed to happen, then he yeah. would have seen it sure. and stopped it. But that was the way it needed to happen yeah. for everything to happen, which is their easy way to write out of this problem that we just can't stop thinking about. <laughs> yep. And we got to let it go and think about it like that. Like that was not the way it was supposed to happen. Peter did exactly what he was supposed to do. 
for that timeline to move I forward. I can't, I can't go with that. I still like, it's still his character doing a thing <laughs> that he is within his character fully. And like, it makes you think like, is he the hero of the story? Especially with like them putting Thor on the ship with him from now on. And, and the idea in the mm-hmm. comics, the guardians change a lot. Like they've been different groups of guardians over the many years. And I'm really wondering if like, we're either like Quill will either, I, I, I predicted it whatever way back in guardians Two that quill could easily become a villain. Um, especially if his ego powers came back somehow, like, and he like thought, saw a way back to like, he could very much be a Wanda as it were. Like he could yeah. very much have the, his power manifest and try to try to get back the world that he created. You could see him like Ooh. living on an ego like planet with like his Gamora wife and children and them have to stop him or something like it. Or like Ugh. Adam Warlock has to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how, oh. I want that. Like, I, now that I see that, I want my favorite character to become the biggest villain. Like, that sounds fun to me. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> Speaking of your world, who's in your number three? Okay. My number three, also based off me assuming this was about who I like the best, <laughs> uh, it is Scott Lang Ant-Man. Good okay. choice. Good choice. Okay. Even I just though, feel like yeah. whenever someone needed him, they called on him. He's like the most wholesome. He's like a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's no more gooder guy than Paul Rudd. And all <laughs> you have to do is throw him in some abs and spandex and he's Ant-Man. He's still a good guy. <laughs> throw him in some abs. Throw him in some abs. <laughs> I wish I could be thrown in some abs. Me too. Me too. Me too. Throw us all in. Uh, <laughs> Hire me, Marvel. I'll do whatever if you put yeah, right? me with your trainers. I'll work out all day. Ask Kumal. Yeah. No, that Ant Man's actually like a really good call. Like from my from my perspective, from my rubric. Like when I put him through it, I was like, oh damn. Like I for a second right? he was like the highest scoring guy I had. I was like well, is he not on your list? Though? He is not on my list. Other people ended up superseding him, but like sacrifice, like he dove into the quantum realm, you know, because he knew he had to not knowing if he could get back. He, he imp- helped cap knowing he could get in trouble. Well, talking about impact on the universe, like he's the reason they had time travel. Rats. Other reason, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but they brought him back. Like he's the one that brought. But but in the end, I, I basically like docked him a point because that that impact was not really. He didn't do the time travel. He like he was basically just a messenger saying it was possible. Which yeah, he just he brought the idea. Yeah, he brought That's the where, idea. Like my favorite person came in, and like I just love Paul Rudd. Yeah, <laughs> you can. He's so wholesome. He's every woman. It's all on him. <laughs> like he, every every time he's gone to prison so far uh it's been doing something good yeah no you're you're right like i i'd forgotten that but yeah he he went to prison for good a good, good thing right yeah yep he's like modern day robin hood right he like yeah. saves one's pension or something like that i'm forgetting he found a uh a fraudulent call at the company that he was working for, and when he blew the whistle, they fired him. So oh. he hacked their systems, gave all the money back to the people that they had been uh, or that it had been stolen from, hero. and then put the guys Bentley into the pool. Hero, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'd forgotten that. Hero, yeah, no, he's he's really heroic, actually. Um, and his <laughs> intentions are really good. 
Yep. He's he's also been through a lot of obstacles. He loves Captain America. He came up against the obstacle of, of Baskin Robbins. Right. Hey, Baskin Robbins don't play. Baskin Robbins. You can't work there if you, you know, they need to open the shit up a little bit more. People are just trying to make their day. You know, <laughs> people are just trying to get through in this hard life. Baskin Bas- Robbins. Baskin Robbins always finds out. <laughs> really becoming a Baskin Robbins bashing moment here. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think Ant-Man's a great choice. I love your ice cream. <laughs> I love your ice cream, please sponsor us. Just not your hiring process. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Like, I wonder how they got back because like, clearly Baskin Robbins was in on it. Their branding's everywhere. So, like, yeah, I wonder how they let themselves be in that. It moment was like that, that movie. scene. The guy was like so excited about what he was doing, and it was like, oh no, but I can't hire you here because of you know those yeah. laws. It wasn't a violent yeah. crime. It was a cool crime. So yeah, you're cool. You're a Robin Hood. <laughs> Do you want one of those makeup blasts on your way out? <laughs> you next, Matt. My next is uh, Captain America is my number three. He's my number three. What? He's my number one. He's your number what? one? Wow. Okay. So Cap is doing rather well in the uh, in the running here for uh, whatever the prize is the top five <laughs> um, because that's a lot of if, after having no crossover for two, two whole rounds, uh, having three crossovers. I mean, it's, it's cap. You got to It's he's, cap. He's, it's America's ass. Why do you think he's number one? <laughs> I was like, I had enough reasons, but then two more cheek one and two <laughs> raised their hands. Indeed, no, indeed. I have a lot of reasons why caps my number oh, one, yeah. but. I'll piggyback off you guys. He's the prototype hero. Yeah. He is everything. When I was thinking about this question, my first, my mind went to Cap immediately. I was like, Cap's got to be number one. And it wasn't until I really thought. The only thing I docked him for was, um, this is an, uh, it's controversial, but he, as for sacrifice, he did decide to go be selfish in the end, which I don't disagree with. I think that's fine. It's good for yeah. you. Like, that's a what great do you mean, decision. Going back with Peggy? Yeah. Ooh, I agree with you. We don't know what he did yeah. after that. Like, he may have gone back and he may be like in some sort of secret organization where he was fighting, but like for sacrifice, he lost a point for me and for, um, uh, biggest obstacles, he lost a point for me. Although he had some huge obstacles, he did get the serum and like, I just couldn't give him as big an obstacles as some of the, like, just the humans that are, like, just humans. You know what I mean? He, like, totally didn't need to go down with that plane either. And I know I had him as number one, but, like, if you really think about it, that cut scene from Infinity or Endgame with Rhodey being like, why did you crash the plane into the water? You could have just bailed. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. <laughs> like you, you sound like us. Yep. Yeah, yep. and now you know, I get why you cut that because continuity problem. Right. Totally. <laughs> plot hole. <laughs> well, I remember us talking about that. That wasn't even a plot hole we'd ever talked about. No, but like it was such an obvious one. Like, yeah, why didn't he bail? Would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been fine. Like, <laughs> land he somewhere. Didn't really want to marry Peggy Carter? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Yikes! Yikes! He's waiting for me. What do you mean? He was waiting for her niece. He like, God, you're you're good. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna wait a generation or two. Lines, not brunettes. What are you? What, well, what are, any other thoughts on Captain America, Jeff? I'm. You know, I gotta say, like, 
You say that he he didn't really have that much in the way of obstacles to overcome, but even when he was still the shrimpy guy that he was in the beginning of the first right. Avenger, he was diving on grenades for people. Totally agree. Like, he he stood up for what was right. He was the. I mean, like you know, like uh, Chris Evans said in all of the interviews, he's the guy who's good for the sake of being good, right? For no reason other than to be good. Well, you both put him at three, right? That's yeah. right. So what are you defending? He should have been... I mean... Up. No, I think he's just saying, disagreeing with the idea. <laughs> I, I would... I would the, the, thing that, the thing that my last two, and you'll see when we get there, are there people that had to deal with real internal struggles to become a hero? So you talked to... I think, uh, was it you who talked about uh, not using people that had been villains of any type? Like, I kind of yeah. had a different take. Like that is an obstacle to overcome. So when I'm thinking of obstacles, like you had to leave a world that you knew in whatever else and become a good guy. Like that's an obstacle to being a hero. Um, not just an obstacle in the way of your life, but an obstacle in the way of you achieving the goals of like being good. And I think that because cap, the only reason I really docked him there was because cap has just kind of always had this perfect moral center. And like, even he, he has huge struggles against external threats, but he just never seems to have to really wrestle with his internal um, morality. I'm not saying he never wrestles with a decision because he clearly does, but he's never, he always knows he's right. And that, I don't know. There's something about that that makes him like, he's almost like an inborn hero. Like he was just a hero to begin with. You know what I mean? I think that's why I put mine for him as one. Yeah, I totally get that. Because like he had to deal with those things like, and coming from someone who couldn't do it in the beginning, like couldn't defend his country, wasn't allowed to fight for it. And then when he did become cap, like he could do those things. Like for me, that's why it was so like, that point that put him over, like he was just continuously being able to overcome those certain obstacles that was holding him back. Mm-hmm. At, like, it's like, not to say like, go get the super serum people. That's great. But like, <laughs> right before all, the only thing he could contribute to society was jumping on a bomb. Right. Right. But now he's something more. And he figured out like what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he's escalated. I'm only defending it because it's my number one, and I don't want to have to do it again when we get. There. Oh no, and you should, you should, like for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, to to back you up though, like when given, like when given the opportunity, when given the the chance to to like dive on the grenade, or when given the chance to take the plane down, or when given the chance to you know like. He goes it, it like as as it escalates, he rises to meet that challenge. Like mm. his powers may not grow, but the circumstances are, and he's yeah. rising every time to be like, you know, I may not, I can't fight this Thanos guy, but I'm gonna hold his hand. I'm gonna stare him in the eyes. Like something about someone who makes decisions that aren't a hundred percent right that like personally resonates with me. So like thinking about it as like as my favorite hero, mm-hmm. that's why I think Cap like I resonate so well with mm. him because he's just always constantly wanting to do the best things and right. sometimes it's not the right one and he is flawed and I think it's so important to point out sometimes that superheroes can be flawed. Because we all are, and that's what makes them human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just, like, what I love about Captain America. 
Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Absolutely. So we've got, we've got your number two left, Ash. We've got my two and one and Matt's two and one. So, so should I go I first? Think, I think, yeah, Matt goes with number two. I I'll do extra. number two. And then back to Ashley for, for your ones. number two and then our ones. And we'll see if okay. things line up and then we'll redo that. But yeah. yeah. So my number two, I mentioned people who've had to struggle to f- uh, like figure out who they are and someone who's overcome a lot, but also has had a good heart from the beginning, but has to really struggle with parts of himself. And that is Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, okay. man. By my okay. by my thought of I what like a hero that. is. So, like, I get it. Sacrificial. Like, he's willing to do the snap. He even, and I think this is a version of sacrifice as, as awful as it is, like, he would have rather died than let the Hulk hurt people. You know, like, he's really, yep. the, the version of him that is earlier on, like, he he's a very sacrificial person talking about an impact for good. He's the one that brought them all back. Like, yes, Tony beat Thanos, but honestly, like they might've been able to beat Thanos, like without the snap, the snap is one way to take out Thanos' army, but like they, and they were pretty pinned down and whatever. Like it's probably the right thing to do. If you got the stones, use them. Uh, but like, <laughs> that's yeah, that's not funny. If you got the stone, she said. Um, <laughs> but like, Banner's the one that brought the half of the universe back, and he's the one that could take it. And he, even though he didn't sacrifice his life, he sacrificed. He was willing to, and he sacrificed his, the use of his arm, as we've seen in future stuff. He's gonna be in a sling still, like, um, and not to mention, uh, you know, his willingness to like. He didn't try to get rid of the Hulk. He tried to meld with the Hulk. And I think that, that like him becoming smart Hulk is him reconciling himself with his sort of darker nature and this thing that he can't control and sort of like learning to live with the thing that is part of him, is part of his psyche, is part of his. And I think we all kind of have to do that with our like flaws in life. And I just well, think that makes him heroic. Age of Ultron would have just run away with. Black Widow, if she would have agreed to leave with him and like, right. leave everybody, but Banner post that is exactly who you're describing. Yeah, I'm talking about a very modern Banner. <laughs> <laughs> well, like imagine if Widow would have left with him, like what kind of different story we would have? Yeah, like would they have come back when the Thanos shit hit the fan? You know they would have, but like, <laughs> yeah. early at least, at least she would have. She would have. Um, and that's the thing is, like, he wanted to flee the monster. You know what I mean? Like, and he wanted her to flee the monster, like in, in herself. Like, and mm-hmm. I've reinterpreted all of that. Everybody has this problematic thing about her thinking she's a monster. Like, my take on that, and the song is coming soon. Uh, but like my take on that is the monster that she's talking about is her willingness to fight and fight and fight no matter kill, what, like, and kill people, yeah. fight and not, kill and sacrifice you. anything in her life to do the, to do the right thing as it were to, to keep fighting. And like, that's the thing that she thinks is kind of a monster. And like when she pushes him off that thing, she says, I need the monster right now. Like, I, she has to also engage with the monster. Like she can't run away. Like she has to fight. She has to keep fighting. And like she doesn't know how to have a life. So that's the way I interpret Age of Ultron so that it's less problematic. Um. <laughs> well, I also see it as her saying that like just being able to kill 
Like it's something like having children isn't something you have to think about when you can shut that down. You can easily kill people and continue on this path of killing, which she was an assassin. Right. It's the, she says it's the one thing that could be more important that take away the hopeful things that they have for a future. Yeah. Is basically it's not, the idea. not having children, what makes you the monster. It's being able to kill so many people without thought. That's what is the monstrous part of it. Right. I get that. I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's another good way to look you know. at it. That's, that's less problematic than just like, they just, so, so the scene is so clunky. Watch Kill Bill. Kill Bill does it perfectly for you. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Who's next? I think it's me. My number two, um, talking about sacrifice. It's the, the main thing, a hero that, was willing to sacrifice the entirety of the rest of his time, Doctor Strange. Mm. Oh, with the Dormammu? W- yeah, willing to put like himself into this recurring situation where he loses over and over and over again just to trap Dormammu there so that Dormammu cannot like take over Earth. That's a pretty big sacrifice. That's a good one. That is a good one. And he's super powerful. So powerful. We're talking about, you know, dump the toy box out because, you know, favorite toys, whatever. He's super powerful. It's hard for me to ever say anything. Like, Doctor Strange is, like, my favorite. I just love him so much. And he's so powerful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I can't wait for us to, like, start to finally explore how powerful Doctor Strange is. Because, like, Wanda's powerful. And she's going to be super powerful in the next movie. But, like, Doctor Strange right now is the Sorcerer Supreme. Or is going to be the Sorcerer Supreme. If he isn't yet. He's not yet. I don't think. Like, if he passes it to her, that's just Benedict Cumberbatch wanting to be out of it. (laughs) <laughs> you know yep, but yep. if he holds it then we're gonna get to finally see in the mcu what a real sorcerer supreme looks like besides the ancient one and it would be amazing i sure hope marvel mm-hmm. can hold on to him for a few movies it's just like we're losing so many of the kind of ogs you know in the comics no spoiler alert dr strange passes the sorcerer supreme onto wanda Right, right. I mean, a lot of people have been Sorcerer Supreme. Wouldn't that be points. perfect to do with these two people thinking of the actors and where they are in their right. timelines? Like, sure. what things they well, would want to produce? Like, he wants to win an Oscar. She's been... Didn't I, he get one for The Imitation Game? I thought so, yeah. He was nominated for that. But I don't know. If, I don't win. think he didn't... He didn't win, like, Best Actor, no. Okay. Huh. Well, he had an amazing performance in it. Yes, it was very good. Oh, man. Well, uh, before we all hit our last one, let's take a really short break. We'll be right back after this ad we have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) All right, guys. It's time for our final choices and the tallying up of... And we may have to end up... We may have some ties, because I thought we would have more crossover on our list, but there's been very little crossover, (laughs) which is very fun. Um, So, final one, uh, I believe. Ashley, your final. Number two? Black Widow. Oh! Natasha. Black Widow, she is my number one. Oh, shit! And I totally see that. My number one was Cap. So, like, I'm going to combine ours. 
to be like, they were the perfect couple that yeah. I never got to see that I wish that I saw. <laughs> Basically, you're, the two of you, uh, the, your favorite is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's still my favorite movie. <laughs> Um, Black Widow, I mean, you know, you can say yours first or I can't, I, I just, she's, she got literally for my rubric, she hit everything. She was, she did all of the things, her sacrifice level, obvious, her like impact for good, obvious, her big obstacles. The only reason she was my number two was because Cap came in from a place of wholesomeness where she came in right. from a place of like Nazism or right. Nazism and that's or just whatever. different ways of us thinking about it. Like, yeah. Of, of, of evil or whatever, or not even evil, just a different place. Yeah. And it's not her fault that she thought like that. Not at all. Right. Like, exactly. But what I like about Natasha is she's not like, if I, my question was, who was my top hero? Right. Heroism. It would be Cap, but not as number two is who I would resonate most with as a person. Like, the flawed part of being a hero, the things that you did in your past, you know, mm-hmm. that's why, like, I, I absolutely love Black Widow. Like, honestly, if I could pick a movie that I could, like, if I met a genie and I rubbed on a magic lamp and they were like, what's your wish to be in a movie? Obviously. Well, which one? My two would be Black Widow and the bride in Tarantino's, like, bride things. Cause the both of them have this dark past and are just like making comeuppance and they're just powerful women. And the two of them are like the most amazing heroines that you could have as like a girl growing up in the nowadays that I could think of. It's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain and like express into words how important Mm. Natasha Romanoff is to girls nowadays. She's so, so wonderful. So wonderful. And I love how she uses the patriarchy against itself. You know what I mean? She's constantly using people's um, underestimating of her to, uh, to, to to conquer them. It's so important to do. Like they did it so well. Her social intelligence to be able to look at someone and like be able to pick them apart and just like in the beginning of Avengers, like she's in this gorgeous slinky black dress getting like whatever. I don't even want to say that she was the assailant in what was happening at the beginning of Avengers because she was controlling the entire situation. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm in the middle of interrogation. He's giving me everything. He's giving me everything. I don't give everything. And I'm going to walk out of here with my four inch heels in my hands. Like, ugh. It's so good. Natasha Romanoff. So freaking good. It's, it's that scene, which leads right to the Loki scene, which is absolutely amazing, where she does the same basic maneuver, where she uses Loki's pride and underestimating of her against him. Um, and it's so, and then in the very final scene of Black Widow, she does the same maneuver. It's like, that's Black Widow's move more so than the thing where she grabs guys with her thighs. Like, that's her move, you know? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I want to be a villain. The way that she just takes the pain and everything to eventually put it back onto her. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just, Natasha is a heroine for 
the ages. For like, the ages. They've done it yep. so well. <laughs> I said it fully. Well, they fully agree. <laughs> She's just like I can't. I can't say enough about Natasha mm-hmm. Romanoff. I, I fully agree. All right. Well, this is sure. the final one, and I feel so. Jeff's about to name his. Yeah, I know who it is. <laughs> I was like, you know exactly. Who I, it I was is. like, everybody wait, 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 listening tour? knows who this is. Totally uh, tour. <laughs> Gotta give a shout out <sighs> to my man, Groove. <laughs> <laughs> I got a thunder. Since this is an audio version of the podcast this week, uh, he picked up his Stormbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> and that now will now make be noise in the background yep. for a while. It's like. <laughs> Thor, Thor is clearly your your final choice. Yeah, Thor. I mean, okay, if it was a, if it's to talk about favorites, Thor's I agree Thor's with my you. favorite. Yeah, for 100%. sure. But also, Thor is super powerful, right? Why did you do that? You knew so it would do this. The Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker is still making noise in the you background. Need to turn him down. This house is clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Thor. <laughs> Just go with it. Okay. So Thor is, you know, he's my favorite. He's super powerful. But also in the face of all of his loss, everything that he has lost mm-hmm. in his life, which is literally everything at this point, like he still continues being the hero. He's still, you know, when it's time to to pick up and, and do the thing, he picks up his his trusty hammer, whichever one it is, he picks it up, he goes to town, he does the thing. Like he is he is going to be there for everyone just regardless there of the villain. You know. Mm. I mean he makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, yeah, like Thor's Thor's wonderful. Uh the, the only reason I think like I love Thor's arc in the last few movies. I love his like a loss and his recovery and his understanding of his, of his own value when Mjolnir will still come to him. It's all really beautiful. But for me, like he still hasn't had that comeback moment. Like he's, he's in there in Endgame, but he's not the, the star of that last battle for me. Like I think he has, he's going to be in a place going forward where he's going to like know himself and he's going to like be more secure in himself and like be himself for the first time. He talks about uh, yeah. at the end of the movie, like, you know, this was never really who I was. This being King thing, that's not it's who I am. That's why he gave it over to Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Like, he yeah. wasn't at his peak Thor potential. And, like, yeah. I can't wait to see what that's going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. Like, when he's finally at his potential, like, when he's not okay. trying to just be sad or be someone's family or be part of a group that he's not like Thor needs to find who he is and all his friends are gone. Yeah. Yeah. All his family is gone and he's with a new family now, which is pretty awesome. His world got blown up. Cap is gone. Tony's dead. Nat's dead. Like he's got banner who helped him a lot, Mm -hmm. but that's really it. Rocket. Well, he also has He's Valkyrie with Rocket and Valkyrie and like the- and Korg and Meek are there. All right, so that gives us a pretty good. We have one tie to resolve. <laughs> okay, I, I think I will give it. To, well, I don't know. I want to fight it. Our tie is do- for fifth place is Doctor Strange or Hulk. Doctor Strange. 
I think it's Doctor Strange. Because I see that I am outnumbered, I just stand down. <gasps> oh. <laughs> but I, Hulk was almost my number one. Like, he was real close. He's super selfish, though. But, like, you're right, though. But he's also a little selfish. In, in Age of Ultron, <laughs> he'd had a moment. And he he has had moments over the... They all have. But I think where he is... I was trying to give everybody, like, where they are now, I guess. But I, I, I'll go with that. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. We will resolve it that way. The problem with Banner slash Hulk is that early on when he was being either Banner or Hulk, that heroic, you know, like, or I guess the moment where he was able to engage in the fight mm-hmm. is also when he was the most reckless and destructive. And sure. Fuck those buildings. Zack Snyder. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. He, at that point, he just had to be aimed at a thing and go for Destroy it. You know, like, Hulk yeah, smash. just go Hulk Cap smash. Told him. He was like, Hulk smash. He's so yep. he's so inaccurate in those early movies that like to the to the very end there he's like still punching <laughs> Thor just because there's no one left to punch. Like, yep. Such a great moment. Um, <laughs> but here, my, my, I guess I will make my case, and that is that I think Doctor the reason Doctor Strange did not make my list is because I don't. For me, it's his, it's more of his intentions than anything. Uh, like mm-hmm. yes, he's powerful. Um, I don't know that I've. He's had the impact. I mean, he's definitely he's sacrificial as heck uh, with with his Dormammu uh, confrontation. But for me, his intentions are always a little bit about the power. Like I think he, I think that he wants power uh, to some degree, and he's also just like kind of full of himself in a way that Hulk is not, and that Banner is not. In a way that like Banner is unassuming, and even though he has all this power, he is like. He sort of has a humility that I think a hero needs. But as I said, I will back it off. <laughs> I like your points, but that's what only makes me like Doctor Strange more. But that isn't exactly yeah. making me hero, <laughs> but I'm on your side for what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> okay, so our final yeah. tally. Would you guys like our final top five here? Oh, yeah. Sure. And uh, feel free to comment if you like. Uh, number five, of course, Hulk. As I just mentioned, smash. number four, we have Dr. Strange. Uh, those are no surprises there, as we just talked about. Uh-huh. Uh, number three, Thor. Uh-huh. That right. makes sense. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Number two, Black Widow. Yes. That was okay. my number two. I like it. I like it. And yep. number, and one, number one, Captain, Captain America. America. <laughs> Fireworks, Fourth of July, apple pies. I mean, <laughs> all of those things. Star Spangled Man, red, white, blue in the sky. <laughs> it's always a really funny game to play to see who who has the biggest impact on the on the list because it's kind of random and like it just depends on who picks what you picked and all this stuff. And it's like. <laughs> Uh, Ashley got her one and her two. That's I pretty did. in their positions. That's pretty great. And I don't think yep. I know the MCU. Neither of us like you, you didn't even pick Black Widow, and uh, both of us had Cap at three. <laughs> yep, that's pretty great. But because we both picked Cap, he got pushed up over. That's great. I love yeah. this. Well, because we both picked Cap, and we both didn't pick anybody else the same. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, our our lists no, are so it's diverse. Because I'm right. 
<laughs> well, scientifically, yes, you win. Science. There Science has proven flag. you're right. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, now she's not right anymore. We're, we're going too far. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> all right, guys. That is all for this episode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We'll be back with Eternals tomorrow. I cannot wait. So excited. Come, 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 come along. We're going to be doing it on Twitch. Yeah. Twitch live tomorrow, uh, around 10, nine central or (laughs) 10 Eastern, nine central. Uh, we'll be going live to talk about Eternals and uh, we'd love y'all's feedback. So twitch.tv slash stranded panda TV. That's right. That's All right. them dots. Or just go, you can just go to Twitch and search for Stranded Panda TV. We're right there. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash TV and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.